Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Today's date is June 28th. Uh, time of this recording is a little earlier than normal. It's about 9 a.m., 8.59 a.m. to be uh, precise. That time zone is Eastern Standard Time. Lots of news going on today. Most of it's negative. Uh, the charts are uh, holding fine. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. However, uh, there's lots of negative news coming down. Some big stories, some smaller ones. A uh, couple little things going on uh, that I want to uh, make known before uh, I get into the charts and the, and the fear and greed index and all that, just in case I forget, because uh, I don't plan going over them in depth. But uh, there's been some news that's come out about Tether and how hedge funds have actually collaborated uh, trying to short Tether to bring down uh, the price. This started happening right after the Terra Luna crash there a few weeks ago. Uh, they jumped on the Tether short bandwagon um either for profit so if they're shorting it for any kind of gain uh they're shorting buying back when it's low and waiting for it to stabilize and get back to its dollar peg uh and then sell off it should always come back to the dollar peg because it's backed uh supposed to be anyways no one knows for sure i think they are doing a major audit uh at some point in the next few months but it is supposed to be backed one for one by assets so it should always come back to its dollar peg uh, however, these hedge funds are shorting uh, to either sink Tether, cause a cascading sell-off effect. Tether is the largest stablecoin at the moment, quickly being uh, – it's being pursued by USDC, and USDC is quickly making ground against Tether. We'll see who ends up winning this in the long run. There's a little bit of a battle going on between USD and Tether at the moment. However, uh, Tether is still the big it, it's still the big name in the house. It's been around the longest. Uh, and it's the staple uh, as of right now. And it is being under attack by uh, a, a collaborated effort of hedge funds to try and short it. Just wanted to go over that story. Uh, let's take a look at the fear and greed index. Currently, we're sitting at a 10. We dropped slightly from yesterday's 12. Um, price action is hanging around the same. Not a lot of not a lot of going on there i think it is around that 20 almost twenty-one thousand. yeah for bitcoin uh so fear and greed's at a 10 situation no change really a two-point drop from yesterday but the price action uh it's kind of just chopping sideways there's not a lot of news going on as far as price action it's actually the price is the most boring thing in crypto right now because there's a ton of news going on otherwise uh however we're still going to have a little uh a quick look at the charts here Bitcoin, we're sitting at 20,960. It is down 1.25% on the 24-hour, very small, and down 0.64 on the seven-day. We are chopping sideways. Uh, Ethereum, a little bit different. We are up 6.43% on the seven-day. However, uh, price action flat from yesterday on the 24, sitting at 1,222 bucks. BNB, we are up 7.41% on the seven-day, sitting at 238.21. XRP is up 6.35%, sitting at $0.35. Cents. Cardano's price action is down 2% on the 24-hour, down about 2% on the 7-day as well. Solana just hanging above, uh, or sorry, below 40, uh, sitting at 2.28%. However, it is up 4.71% on the 7-day. Dogecoin is up 11.27% on the 7-day, but down 58 one three percent on the 24 sitting at seven cents 
Uh, so Dogecoin, yeah, not not a lot going on. And uh, major gainers, nothing really. Really, it's. I was going to say Ethereum. Um, Matic is still up, but it's just on the seven day. Uh, you know, it did have a big jump yesterday when I checked my portfolio. I don't always monitor it. Um, is uh, Luna, both Luna. So Luna Classic, I checked more my portfolio. I have a little small position in Luna Classic, totally gambling position, purely speculative. I don't see any future at all in the Luna Classic token, but I will make some money on swing trades if I can. And uh, that is up 56%, I believe now, um, on the 24-hour. And the new Luna, Luna 2 or the Terra Luna, I guess you'd call it, is also up. I'm going to have a quick look at my portfolio here just to uh, see exactly what's going on here. Yes, it is up 56.92%. Just doing a quick little refresh, and it's holding its price action. And ApeCoin also is up a little bit. So a lot of these speculative speculative plays are uh, actually going up. Uh, ApeCoin, ApeCoin's up 12.8% on the 24 and 18.7% on the 7-day. Uh, I'm looking at ApeCoin, non-financial advice, of course. I'm looking at ApeCoin, ApeCoin for the next uh, bull market. To take some kind of purely speculative position into ApeCoin, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, and let's get into the articles here. Some Celsius stuff. This isn't really news, but it is kind of because uh, I'm still getting emails saying how they're paying rewards. And uh, then I came across an article and it says uh, Celsius miners confused about weekly rewards because I am as well. And I figured that would be a good article to get into because I'm sure there's listeners that are uh, are in in Celsius, uh, hopefully not for too much, but you have uh, a little chunk of capital there. I'm sure there's some listeners that do here. Crypto community confuses confused as Celsius continues with weekly rewards. Some Twitter u- users have called it insulting that Celsius continues to pay weekly reward- rewards despite having paused withdrawals. Members of the crypto community on Twitter have been left bewildered by beleaguered Celsius Network, continuing to pay weekly rewards despite pausing withdrawals two weeks ago. As previously reported, crypto lending platform Celsius paused withdrawals on June 13th after setting extreme market conditions amid the current bear market reports. Soon followed, the firm was undergoing liquidity issues and maybe heading toward insolvency, pot- potentially putting users' funds at risk. Um, this is a tweet from Crypto Kid 2021. Why is Celsius Network still paying rewards if apparently they are talking bankruptcy? Why not pause rewards and set a low withdrawal limit? Is it me or is it make too much sense? Uh, so it's important to know those. It's important to keep in mind those weekly withdrawals. It's just numbers. It's just code. It's not. Uh, it's not actual any kind of asset at all. Those weekly rewards emails and the weekly rewards paid. Uh, how it looks like it's paying into your Celsius account are essentially nothing until you're able to withdraw them. So uh, I don't take any of those with any of those weekly rewards. I don't take that as um, that they're actually paying me anything. I, I agree with the statement that it's essentially ins- insulting, uh, insulting because uh, really it's just numbers they're sending you. It's like sending someone a text message saying, 
uh, I'm paying you your weekly rewards when you have no money to pay them because uh, that's essentially what it is. They keep just kind of sending these things as if to save face and uh, make it look like they are go still cruising along. Everything's fine. Uh, however, the weekly rewards don't matter unless you can do a withdrawal. And uh, that's kind of the state we're in with Celsius right now. We got some more Celsius news, and uh, this is from Cointelegraph. Celsius denies allegations on Alex Mashinsky trying to flee the U.S. Celsius CEO Alex Mashinsky was trying to leave the U.S. last week but has continued to work on recovering liquidity and operations. The company has claimed the troubled crypto lending platform. Celsius is putting their best foot forward to recover operations alongside CEO Alex Alex Mashinsky, who currently stays in uh, in the United States, the company has claimed. The spokesperson for Celsius has denied rumors that the company's CEO tried to flee the U.S. last week amid the ongoing liquidity crisis of the Celsius network. I don't think this is going to turn into a criminal thing. I think this is just really uh, another failure thing. Uh, the representative coin, uh, the representative told Cointelegraph on Monday that the firm continues working on restoring liquidity. All Celsius employees, including our CEO, are focused and hard at work in the effort to stabilize liquidity and operations. To end that, any reports that Celsius CEO has attempted to leave the U.S. are false. Celsius' statement came shortly after Mike Alfred, co-founder of the crypto analyst firm Digital Assets Data, took to Twitter, Twitter on Sunday to claim that Mashinsky attempted to leave the country last week via Morrison Airport in New Jersey. Um, this was one of the Twitter accounts that was um, causing a, a lot of, or not causing, I guess, but reporting on a lot of the Celsius action before the big crash, telling people to pull their money off of uh, pull their money off of Celsius, that Celsius crash was imminent and all that kind of stuff. Same Twitter, one of the Twitter accounts is the same guy. And um, it's kind of unknown whether they actually caused that crash or um, they were correct in reporting. We, we don't know. Alfred's claim followed a massive GameStop-like short squeeze on Celsius with Celsius native token sell jumping 300% in one week on June 21st. We talked about that last week. Sell price has abruptly rallied more than 600% on June 14th, with analysts attributing the event to an exchange glitch or liquidation of short traders. At the time of writing, sell is trading at $0.07, cents, down around 5% over the past 24 hours, according to CoinGecko. Coin sell token price, we don't really care about. That's uh, totally speculative, totally gamble. Similar to if you were to buy sell right now, that's very similar to my purchase of some uh, Luna Terra Luna tokens right after the big crash. There, it, it's purely speculative, purely a gamble. Don't look at it. Don't look at it as, as an investment. Uh, you're essentially throwing your money on a roulette table. But uh, at least you can with this way gambling and gambling in crypto. You can be informed. You have some control over the ending because you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, despite throwing some money on a slot machine, uh, picking a number on a slot machine wheel, right? Or picking it on a, on a roulette wheel, sorry. Um, I knew about Terra Luna. I knew about Duquan. I knew about the crash. I knew they could bounce. I knew they were releasing another token. I knew they were doing an airdrop. I knew all those things before I put money into the Terra Luna token after the crash. So you get a little bit. I think it's a little bit of a better gamble. However, it's uh, there's no question. It's still gambling. Uh, some more negative news here. It's like negative news day, essentially. Uh, but Compass Mining, and uh, I don't like reading this because I really liked Compass, Compass Mining. 
Um, but they have lost a facility after allegedly failing to pay a power bill. There is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of negative news and it's not FUD. It's not fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It is cascading effects of the crash that's happening around us. I think that's what it is. It's not, it's not FUD. It's real, real negative things that are happening in the crypto space keeping the price action down and uh, that's just the way it is right now like we'll have to see we'll get a turnaround eventually of course but um it's not coming today or tomorrow i don't think and uh we're just kind of experiencing a lot of negative stuff happening in the crypto space uh crypto mining loses facility after allegedly failing to pay power bill the facility owner dynamics mining publicly took to twitter to share the letter terminating its hosting agreement with compass mining saying it had unpaid bills Bitcoin mining hardware and hosting company Compass Mining had lost one of its main based hosting facilities after the owner, Dynamics Mining, terminated the, ho- terminated the hosting agreement between the two, claiming Compass failed to pay the required bills. Late on Sunday, Dynamics tweeted a letter on Twitter it sent to Compass Mining, which stated on June 14th that hosting contract um, between the two was terminated. Dynamics alleged Compass had six late payments and three non-payments related to utility bills and hosting fees. They actually, um, Dynamics Mining actually went to Twitter, posted the their um, the letter that they sent to Compass Mining on Twitter. I, I won't read the letter because it's kind of we just kind of went over it, but uh, you get the idea. Uh, in a follow-up tweet a few hours later on Monday, Dynamics alleged the power consumption bills totaled 1.2 million dollars. Compass had only paid around 665000 It said Compass claims to have given the money required for the bills. The Dynamics alleged it was used to power other facilities instead. And Cointelegraph um, contacted Dynamics Mining and Compass Mining for comment but did not receive a response from either by publication time. The very public situation caused Compass Mining CEO Whit Gibbs to say it would fight this battle in court, not on Twitter, but the individual behind the Dynamics account did hit back at Gibbs, saying that all Compass had to do was pay 250 k for three months of power consumption and that Twitter is the voice of your consumer base, not the courtroom. Compass Mining sells application-specific integrated circuit or also known, I had no idea that's what ASIC miner stood for, but also known as ASIC miners. We've all heard that term before. Um, so ASIC miners, uh, the long, the long, what ASIC miners means, it's an acronym for application Pacific integrated circuit. Just on a side note there. Um, Compass Mining specialized in cryptocurrency mining devices. I think if you're listening to this show, you probably know this. Maybe not though. Uh, but yeah, they sold mining devices to retail uh, retail investors, uh, with uh, which common which come with an option to be hosted in its facilities located across the United States and Canada, it is known unknown what will happen to customer miners located at the facility. This is not looking good for Compass Mining. It's really looking terrible for Compass Mining, depending on how big that facility was. Uh, obviously, it's massive due to their bill that they owe. They have. Uh, a massive amount of miners in there, and uh, the idea that those the location for those miners is currently unknown, and uh, they're going to, if people are hosting 
their miners or people's miners are hosted in that facility, they still need to be paid out. So, cause that's the contract they have with compass mining. So those retail investors that bought their compass mining rig to be hosted in that mining facility that is supposed to be mining, they should still and should and should have to be paid out still. So where is that revenue coming from out of compass mining's pocketbook? And is this going to now have a cascading effect on the compass mining network and the hash rate? Um, in mid-June, when Bitcoin fell below 24000 the profitability, profitability of many of the older generation ASIC miners dropped into the negative zone. I think we talked about that. You need a, a new, brand new miner really to be in profit. However, if you just mine and hold on to your tokens, uh, you're still getting KYC Bitcoin. The SATs stay the same. The SATs relationship to fiat currency shifts, but the amount of SATs you're mining stays the same. And if you just hold strong, keep mining and uh do it in the bear market, you're going to be thankful in the bull market when all those coins are profitable again, because they will be at some point in time. And I hope people um, keep that in mind. Uh, And that is going to be it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please give us a follow and leave a review because when you leave feedback, it goes an incredibly long way in podcast, uh, our podcast outreach and will help us uh, grow, uh, grow over time. So please leave us a review on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever one you listen to, and give us a subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. We're available on more than those on everywhere you can get podcasts where uh, The Way of Crypto is available. If you want to reach out to me, you can contact me at thewayofcrypto.com. Uh, and you can email me from there. I'm also on social media at, uh, at way of crypto cast on Twitter and at way of crypto on TikTok. reach out to me there, send me a DM and I will get back to you with comments, questions, and concerns. Have a great day and bye for now.